All right, guys, uh, well, let me start off by introducing myself. And uh, if, you, uh, if you're watching this video, then uh, it's probably too late. <laughs> so uh, actually, uh, my name is Aaron Conrad. Uh, you're probably seeing this on my blog or on social media. Um, I'm gonna go around the horn here and introduce uh, our panel. So I'll kick it to coach first. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us where you're at and uh, what you're up to these days. My name is Matthew Salk. I was a former uh, coach in the Arena Football League, one player. Um, right now, I'm just uh, running our businesses uh, with my wife here in Utah. Um, we've got uh, three Beans and Brews, which is a local coffee shop here in Utah um, that are running at this point um, and just dealing with my kids and sports and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, and coaching my, coaching my little kid at uh, football as well. Oh, shit. Awesome. <laughs> Busy. All right, Tony, what's up? What's up, guys? Uh, I'm Bar Masoni um, from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, just recently got done playing arena football, uh, 2019. Um, still up in the air, you know, right now, if I want to play still, you know, but right now I've uh, got a training business that's in uh, the works right now. And um, also working on a, a herbal store, you know, that's coming. So getting things with that going and a website. So those are the things I'm working on right now, trying to give back to my community and how about the youth, you know? So that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> You're getting that special herbal stuff, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a family <laughs> show. A family show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in Minnesota now? Yes, sir. I'm in Minnesota right now. So I'm at okay. home. All right. Yeah. All right. Casey, what's up? I'm having trouble with my internet. Can you hear me? Oh my God, of course he is. <laughs> we can that's hear that, you. We can that, see that, a little bit. You look delayed, man. That's that Cali. Yeah, I got that Spectrum. Yeah. That Spectrum internet. Oh man. Uh, my name is Casey Obi. Uh, played uh, arena football in Columbus, Ohio for uh, that egghead over there, Matthew Sock. Um, <laughs> right now. You, you know, gotta specify, there's two of us. Yeah. <laughs> I, said yeah exactly. I said Matthew Sock. Come Sock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, working at, I'm working in physical therapy right now and uh, living my life on Zoom, taking classes, getting ready to hopefully after this uh, semester get into the doctor program in physical therapy. So that's what I'm doing right now, living my life on Zoom, taking it day by day out here in Los Angeles, California. In between curling, curling some weights still, chest, no legs. Yeah, exactly. No squats over here. So. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I, I want to thank you guys uh, again. I, I said this already once to you offline, but uh, I want to thank you guys again for hopping on. Um, just wanted to maybe take a few minutes and, and be some kind of a voice in all the noise right now. I think we'd all agree that there's, it is crazy. Uh, it's crazy what's happening. And, and uh, you know, you guys have always been real good to me. Uh, it goes back to our days at the Dome last summer. Uh, from from me and coach being there at 6 a.m. and and he was working out, I was just working. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, and and uh, you know, you guys just always treated me with so much so much respect, almost like I was a part of the team, and um, I appreciated that. And so I, I couldn't think of three better guys to get on today and, and just kind of talk about. Um, well, I think we'll start with just sports right now and, and what we're seeing because it's it's amazing uh, what we're seeing across the. Uh, all the all the different teams all the different sports and and what they're doing so um let, let's start there and and i'll take it to i, I know that uh sony and i one time were messaging and i don't remember i was trying to remember today when that was it might have been man when when this all started 
in Minneapolis, maybe, I can't remember, but I, I remember I gave you that quote that said that, um, you know, um, uh, and I just completely forgot what the quote was. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, we, we talked yeah. about it, and you know. <laughs> That's right. Well, normally it's Duke, Carolina, but, you know, we'll, we'll get to that on another call. But, uh, no, it was, you know, it, it's that, um, you know, we all talk a different language talking in defense. And right now, I think everybody's talking in defense, and we're not we're not having conversations. So that's really kind of mm -hmm. what I wanted to do with with you guys was that just have a conversation, and where we're not talking in defense, but we're just talking, and, uh, right. and hopefully somebody will find something in this that's valuable. So um, I know I will, because just being with you guys again, it, it's good to see your faces, and uh, you know. Um, so so let's start there. So with what's going on right now. What do you guys think from both a coaching perspective and a player's perspective about what you're seeing? Um, we're, NFL isn't even on yet, uh, but what we're seeing, let's just say, in, in, in the, I think basketball is probably right now made the biggest splash. Um, what, what's your perspective on that from both a coach and from players? What do you guys think about what's happening right now? Um, well, I think it, it's, a, it's great, man. Just Just showing unity from the NBA, you know, obviously the NBA, you know, it's always been like, you know, the spotlight, you know, where I feel like they have the most freedom and more and the most of the sports, professional sports. So I feel like they're definitely shedding light and it's passing on to other um, professional sports. Like you see baseball doing it, soccer doing it, you know, so um, <clears throat> I'm just I'm just glad that they're showing unity and they they understand the cause and what's going on in the in America right now, you know, that's where I'm at with it. So I'm just, I'm just proud of everybody stepping up and using their voice and their platinum and bringing awareness. Absolutely. How about you, coach? You know, to me, the the nice thing about it is one is that we have sports. I mean, that's, that's big. You know, it's like, uh, it's like getting your kids back to school. I think it's, I think it's really important. Um, but to me, it's like, you know, early on when you'd have all those positive tests and, you know, guys weren't really taking it serious and, you know, they just didn't really understand what it was going to take in order to be able to play. And I think now you see these leagues where, you know, you went from, let's say baseball, where they started and they had like two teams that couldn't play. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, this is pretty serious. Like we have to take it serious. Um, I'm not going to comment on everything else with it, but you know, it is what it is. Like they have rules and regulations. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, they've gone weeks now where they haven't had any issues. Basketball, you know, they started out a little bit rough and then all of a sudden, I mean, how many weeks has it been? I think like maybe like five or I, I don't even know. It's, it's been a while since they've had any issues with, you know, testing. Uh, football has done absolutely to me amazing um, because of the fact that you have um, you know, 32 teams, um, 80 players on a roster. Uh, that's a lot of people that you have to test. First, you have to test. And two, you have to, you know, make sure that you're doing the things right in order for you to not have those tests, those positive tests. So I just think that these, you know, they've, they've done a great job. I wish that college football would come back, to be honest. Um, I think that, um, I think that they can do it. I hope that they do do it. I think that people need it. Um, I think when you have nothing to do, I think you tend to get into more trouble and you tend to do more things um, out in the community and whatnot. So to me, it's like, I think we should try to return to normal as much as possible. I know Utah has done it, um, but it's, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you got a lot of people with a lot of uh, built up feelings for the last, you know, however many years. 
and they're just trying to show their frustration. And the key to that is, is listening. And I'm not sure that we have people that are listening to what people are saying at this moment in time. Right. Casey, how about you? Uh, just like uh, what Sock and uh, Sony said, um, it's good to have sports back and seeing all these sports unified together and guys using their platforms, most importantly, because a couple years ago, Kaepernick was just left on a on ice and, you know, guys were kind of scared. They didn't know what to do. And it's just like, good to even see sports that I didn't even consider them even supporting the movement, like the Black Lives Matter movement, NASCAR. I didn't know they went and showed out for that guy. Uh, I forgot his name, but they unified behind him. So it's just good to see all these sports coming together and everybody using their platform and not scared to use their voice for people who don't have a voice, you know? So it's good to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me, let me ask you a question too. When, when, when you look at, I mean, yeah, I, Destroyers is a little different. You guys, well, I guess you had a locker room at Nationwide. <laughs> you didn't have one at the Dome, but but let's just say, what what's it like what was the locker room like? And, and you guys have been on other teams as well. So what what's the locker room like prior to what's happening now? And what do you think those locker rooms are like now? I think in the, in the NBA, we're seeing a lot of unity. Well, I mean, we saw it last week with the complete boycott, right? So, so you're seeing, and even if, the, even if there's guys on teams that don't want to be part of it you, you better you're on the team and so it may be it may be forcing conversation for those guys but what was a locker what were locker rooms like before and what do you guys think they're like now do you think it's making a change or do you think we were there before all this started to happen on the field and in the arenas um for me i'll say nba is a little different from football locker room just because the size you know what i mean so i feel like nba you can get more people on the same page you could talk to everybody, or which football, you know, you have a lot more guys. You got linemen that's friends with, that friend, stay friends with each other. You got DBs that stick together, receivers just stick together, you know, quarterbacks hang together. So um, I think it's different in that sense, but <clears throat> I want to say before, you know, it's all love, you know what I mean? Like th that's what sports is for, you know, sports is the unified. I know you guys seen uh, Remember the Titans. You know, and that's one of my favorite movies ever, you know, uh, just watching that, you know, that's that's kind of what the football locker room is about, you know, what I mean, a brotherhood, you know, and, uh, you know, I just think I just think like even after even after everything's happening right now, you know, uh, I think guys are coming together even more because, you know, people are actually aware of what's happening around the world and what's going on, you know, with even with the Black Lives Matter thing. So, you know, right now I haven't been in the locker room since you know, since 2019, but, you know, I can only believe that, you know, it's bringing more people together in the locker room and you're having more conversations. So I think that's helping out a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say this about, I, to me, I think that you finally have, um, and I'll just say it, I mean, white people understand like what people are going through. Um, you know, as a coach, I had the insight, as a player, you don't really probably get it as much, as a coach, you have the insight of like where a guy comes from. And, you know, as a coach throughout the years, you know, when I'm recruiting, I always try to make sure I try to find out like, who is this person? What's his background? You know, what happened to him? I've recruited guys that have gotten in trouble in college and like, well, you, well, why did he get in trouble? Like, what did he do? 
Um, how was his, you know, how did he grow up? And I just think the problem right now is the fact that many people, they just have these blinders on. They, they think that everyone has this perfect life and everyone gets perfect grades. They, they all have money and they all have this perfect home. And, and in reality, it's not that way. Like go to Florida, go to any inner city and you have kids that white or black, Asian, whoever, that don't have two parents, that don't have money, that live on uh, welfare, that struggle, that don't have any money to buy shoes. I mean, that's the thing that I think um, people are finally seeing and realizing like, and I think that's why you see so many white people going to um, these protests, because I think they're finally like, this stuff matters. Like these people, all these people have struggled and it's time that we try to uh, make it better for them, make it better for them, make it easier. I don't know. I mean, that's to me, I, I don't know how to fix it. I just know that when I've talked to players and I see their background, like that crap is hard. Like you, I can't even imagine growing up like that. That'd be really tough. Right. Hey, one thing I can say about, about it is, uh, you know, playing for coach sock, man, is like, it's a whole, like you, you play for different coaches and you see, you know, how certain coaches, you know, how they act around their players, you know what I mean? or how they communicate with their players. And I can just say, you know, Coach Sock, man, he always been solid. You know, that's since 2020 or 2014, you know, when I first got him, got with him. Um, he always been solid, man, good heart. You know what I mean? Doesn't look at the color of your skin. You know what I mean? None of that, man. So like, he's always been solid, you know what I mean? And I, and I know a lot of players can vouch for him too when I, when I say that. Yeah, I, I've been in many locker rooms and playing under Coach Sock. It's always been a family environment. We can always clown and joke. He's always clowning my tank tops and uh, yeah. me doing curls every day. So it's always been a good environment. In terms of uh, the conversations being brought brought up, um, that's what's happening now. Um, guys are starting to, that look, the elephant in the room is being revealed, basically. Guys are starting to understand where these other guys are coming from, you know? So I'll, I'll say like, Yeah, I was going to say, I'll say a quick story. We. I think I was watching it with my wife and there was this, I wish I can't remember his name, but it was, it was, um, I think it was a black journalist, um, you know, and a KKK, um, leader. And he did like a, some sort of interview with them and they became, they eventually became friends. Like he's completely opposite of him. But the thing that the KKK guy said is that he was a person that listened to me. Like we had conversations, we got to know each other and they were like best friends. They became best friends. He denounced the KKK, moved away from it. They're still best friends. But like he was the type of person that would is able to have a conversation with someone that does not agree with, agree with them. And to me, that's the biggest thing we're missing in today's world. It's a Twitter world. Everything's on Twitter that everyone's fighting. You can say whatever you want. And the issue is that you don't have those real conversations with someone standing in front of you trying to see like, what is your point of view and what is mine? And maybe we can kind of combine a little bit. True, true. Let me, uh, let me ask you guys this. So, you know, when I look at it, and you guys have mentioned it, you know, they, everyone's intentions are, is, is there now. We're there, our antennas are up, we're listening. And that's where I think for me, I want to know what's next. And, and I, I think that's what, what they're trying to say too, is no matter which, which group is protesting or, or wants their voice to be heard, 
what's next? Where do we go from here? I think is where we have to start to evolve to, or otherwise we're just going to keep doing this. And, and I, it, I think it's going to have a negative effect in, over a long time. But so what, what, if, if, if you had a microphone and, a, and a, a chance to tell people what you think of, where do we go from here? What's our next step? Um, because I think it has been heard the, the cries, and the, the frustration and the pain. I think most people um, have heard those cries and, and we're all listening now. And, and like you said, coach, I think we are having conversations. At least I hope we start to, where do we take those conversations next? Like what, does that make sense? Is that, is that a, uh, yeah. so yeah, I don't, Casey, you want to start and then we'll, we'll take it around there maybe? I would say, uh, I feel like it starts, uh, the guy up top and uh he's the one that's he has a dangerous rhetoric and um i feel like he's like banning the flames in this little race war we got going on so i feel like we should start in november and vote this guy out and then work from there that's what i feel like uh i agree with ac you know it starts with leadership you know and when you see the world that we're living in today and you look at the leader that's leading the, you know, our nation, you know what I mean? It's chaos right now. You know what I mean? It's real chaos out here with race wars, COVID. You know what I mean? He doesn't, it feels like he doesn't care. You know what I mean? When he goes, um, does like an interview or the RNC, you know what I mean? Just how he speaks, he doesn't care, you know? So I feel like we just got to go vote in November. And that's that's just the beginning. You know what I mean? We've been, we've been fighting this war for a long time. And stuff just getting recorded now. You know, mm -hmm. this has been going on for a while. It's getting recorded now. But I think it starts with, with, with the leadership up top, which is the president, you know what I mean? And helping him, hopefully, getting him out of there and getting somebody that, that has a heart, you know? You know that I don't even feel like... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I don't feel like he's even, like, listening. Like, he's just so quick to just point out, like, the looters and the riots going on. But... He's not even addressing the issue. He's like quick to condemn the Black Lives Matter movement, saying they're they're causing ruckus. Right. But right. he's not listening to why they're out there protesting. Why there's like a big why guys are looting, like looting. They feel like they're not getting hurt. That's basically what it is. Understand? I don't believe in riots and looting and all that, but I understand where it's coming from. And this guy up top is not understanding, and he's just weeding away, calling these people thugs and all that, denouncing them, but he's not denouncing the KKK or the, the what's the guy who went and shot protesters the other day, Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, yeah, he's not denouncing that. So it's just, it's just a mess. Just, I like a mess. One more thing, Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers said too the other day, and he was just saying like, when we go out, black people go out and, you know, they, they, they protest, they're called thugs, you know? And then like Michigan with the people with the guns in the yard, they're called fine people, you know, that that's what he's saying. That's what the president is saying, you know? So it's, it's, it's contradicting, he's contradicting himself. Yeah, you know? it's, it's crazy. And his supporters are going that rhetoric, you know? And now they're getting armed and they're going in the streets, pointing guns at, protesters and it's just like we're in a chaos we're in chaos right now and it's sad i've never seen the country like this at all i know it's been underneath for the last four years when obama was there but 
it's just gotten worse. Like it's escalated to a whole different level. Yeah, yeah I, literally, protesters are getting shot up. It's just, yeah. it's just sad, you know. I mean, to me, it's um, it's just a lack of leadership, and it starts from your local people all the way up. I mean, that's that's the key. I mean, the biggest thing for me is is you know, if if someone has a problem, you need to figure out what the problem is. And if no one is willing to have that conversation and sit down, then, you know, then they're gonna constantly feel like they're not being heard. But the other issue is that the people doing the protesting need to have a plan of like, what needs to be fixed? Like, that's what I'm saying. You gotta have the conversation, like what needs to be fixed? It just, it can't be a million things. Like it's, it's not really like, what can we do that is gonna help you feel like you are heard. And they, we have not had that conversation yet. It, like you said, it starts with your local people, your mayor, governor, all the way up to your your president. I mean, that's just the way it is. And if, if no one is doing that, then people are gonna to continue to feel anger and, and feel like they're not being heard. And it's just, it's like a constant cycle. And then you have people, the biggest thing that is really going on is you have protesters and you have riders. The protesters are the people that, to me, it's okay. The riders, you know, to me, that's just not something we should be doing. But now you've got armed people going into an already tense situation and you have a governor that is not strong enough to get the presence there to calm everyone down. And it's just like, you know, like you said, that kid killed you know, I, I don't know if he killed, he allegedly killed two people. Um, and and then you had the other night where someone shot someone else. And it's like, you bring guns to a situation, you're gonna have problems. And to me, I, like I said, I don't know the answers. I just know that we have not had the conversation that we need to have in order to fix the problem. Yeah, I agree. And I think, and there's, there's so many factors involved. It's not just one thing. Like it's not just a one group that's at a, at a gathering, whether it's a riot or a protest or looter, uh, Antifa, uh, <laughs> you know, there's yeah. there's pallets of bricks right. being dropped off and, and there's all kind. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on that's not one thing where I think if we had the one thing, then we could, then we could understand, okay, let, you know, let's, but there's so many different spinning plates right now that it's hard to identify which one we should grab before it falls first. Um, all of it's bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's all bad. Well, and again, you have not only just that, like the leaders not being leaders, is you have news organizations on the left and the right that are just constantly uh, stroking the flame. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's constant. Like one side says, oh they're peaceful one side is like they're rioters and blah 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 and it's like it's just constant stuff that is so far left and so far right that there's no middle ground anymore right there isn't like you know i don't know like 20 years ago there was a middle ground there, there was people in the middle that could kind of bring in that left and that right and kind of have a conversation and we don't have that we have you either love trump or you hate trump there is no in between. You either love Biden or you hate Biden. Like there's a, he's a socialist. He's this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, there's no in between people anymore. Yeah. So it's just kind of, I mean, that to me, that's another thing where you don't have leaders that are doing what they're supposed to do. And you have people that their ideology is so far left and so far right that there's no middle ground anymore. Right. There's no, no logic. Everyone thinks they're right. Like, yeah. There's no logical thinking. I just feel like there's like two gangs going on right now. It's just, yeah. 
it's, yeah. it's crazy. That's, that's the part of social media for you right there. Yeah. Social media, yeah. Everybody's voice now, you know, it's crazy. And people well, are not yeah, getting yeah. the right information. They're watching YouTube and yeah. getting and their have, information from and Facebook. Have, and you have other countries using bots to influence uh, what is being produced on social media, what's you know trending. So, right. I mean, it's yeah. as, as great as social media has been, it's literally been probably the worst thing that's ever happened to this country or to the world, I should say. Especially for our kids, and that's a whole other Zoom yeah. call for another day. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. especially uh, as a dad of, of uh, yeah. high school, you know. But uh, well, I don't, I don't want us to run out of time. I could literally do this all night. I don't know about you guys. We haven't even got into '90s basketball yet, <laughs> <laughs> which was the best. But, but I'll probably catch up with all of you on Twitter watching Game Seven here in a few minutes when we log off. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but no, I want to before we before we check out. I want to. Uh, I want to give you all that that platform. Three guys I just ultimately respect so much, and you know, again, thank you so much for being being on here with me. I don't know if we'll have five people, one person, nobody. Maybe this thing will go viral. I have no idea, but we'll put it out there. And so, knowing that, let me hand you the microphone. And, and if there's one thing you could tell anybody that would see this, um, you know, go ahead. And the floor is yours. Uh, you know, and and, and again. Um, this is coming from three guys that I respect, you know, a whole lot and why why I started with you guys on these calls. So, um, Coach, I'll start with you. The microphone is yours. Mamba out. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, I, I appreciate you having me on. Um, to me, like I said, the biggest thing I think we need going forward is the fact that we need to listen. There are, there are people with problems, and they're not people that grew up like you. Everyone's different. Everyone's an individual. Everyone grew up differently. People had their friends shot. Other people, they grew up in mansions. Uh, you gotta be able to listen and you gotta be able to understand what that other person is going through. And also do me a favor, when it comes time to vote, don't just vote for someone because there's an R behind their name or there's a D behind their name or there's an I. Vote for someone that has your values, like do the research. Don't just mm -hmm. mark R and A or D all the way down the ballot. Do the research, figure out who that person is before you sit there and vote for that person. Thank you, Coach. V, you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for having us on, man. You a good dude. You already know how we get in on Twitter war, war, uh, wars. Duke in Carolina. <laughs> you know, but I just want to appreciate you for having us. Um, but I'll leave with this. You know, um, you know, just uh, just just you just you can't drive hate with hate out with hate. You gotta drive it out with love. You know what I mean? And you know, I have white friends, you know, I grew up, I grew up with white friends, I have black friends, you know what I mean? I don't have no hate in my heart towards anybody, but it comes a time and a place where wrong is wrong, you know what I mean? And you gotta stand up for what's right and uh, just go out there, vote, you know what I mean? Like like Coach Sock said, just don't vote for Democrat or Republic, you know what I mean? That's you do the research, you know what I mean? And know who you're voting for, from, from the courthouses, to the mayor, to the, to the governor, to all that, you know what I mean? Do the research. And another thing, we gotta we gotta start we gotta start we gotta start putting stop putting uh, professional sports holding these professional sport athletes to a higher level than people that really should be held accountable, like police officers. You know, what I mean, I think they need to go through just as much as training as athletes do. You know, just to get in the police. You know, what I mean, just to get in there. But uh, we'll say that for another day. You know, and I just just go out there and vote and. Do your research, you know what I mean? Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, I'd like to thank you, Aaron. 
uh, for having me on and everything you've done for me on in Columbus. You really took care of me out there. I was lifting the weights and stuff like that. Um, what I'd like to say uh, is uh, everyone just try and listen to each other, you know? Just try and have a, go with an open mind and just try and listen. Don't just stay behind your rhetoric and just try and learn from one another. And violence doesn't solve violence. We gotta, like Barman said, we gotta go out with love and appreciate one another, you know? Take this time, especially in COVID, to just, you know, focus on other aspects of life and better yourself. And uh, in terms of athletes, I'm just tired of hearing, I see it on Twitter all the time and stuff like that. Like telling them to stick to sports. Like you guys gotta stop that. Athletes are humans too. No one says anything when you criticize them uh, for dropping a pass or whatever, when your criteria, your qualifications was peewee football. You didn't even play in high school, you know? So, you know, just let them talk, let them use their platform, understand where they're coming from again, you know? So that's all I got to say. Yeah, It's kind of frustrating seeing <laughs> stuff like that, you know? But and and just understand this. understand this. We all started the same color when we were brought onto this earth. The only thing that changed is we moved into different regions with less light. That's the reason why the pigment of our skin changed. So wow. just hey, stop dropping a little gem on us, huh? Yeah. <laughs> You've okay, been saving that the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, got, we, we were all dark at one point. Before we get out of here, I mean, I look um, pretty good, but yeah. <laughs> before we get out of here, since I got you guys on, I, I need to fact check something. Coach, you said we got to fact check, so. Yeah. I was told that because we had summer camp and we had, you know, moms and dads dropping off and we had little kids running around the building uh, and, and you guys had music and, and language because you were a football team. Is it true that there was a code word that was yelled out that was immediately would change the music and everybody would tighten up the language? Because I know what the code word was. <laughs> I I don't remember that. I just know that it always happened when Kareem put on his music. <laughs> Every time. In the weight room. <laughs> yeah. But no, Real anybody know what that code word was? Man, I don't remember. I don't. I don't. Please tell me. What I know we, I, I, well, I mean, I know we were talking race in America today, but it was White Boy Wednesday from what I heard. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> is that true? False. <laughs> yeah, we gave, gave him one. <laughs> you always, always got to do White Boy Wednesday. All right, there you, you go. go. Yeah, yeah, so I heard that was the code word, and the music no. and the language immediately changed. But I appreciate that because we didn't get any complaints from from any. Yes, man, guys, thanks so much. Uh, thanks for how you've always treated me with kindness, and and uh, you know I, I appreciate that. I don't believe that any of us have looked at each other any different way than just human beings, and uh, and for that I appreciate it. I appreciate you being on tonight. Um, like I said, we'll probably be messaging later over Game Seven. <laughs> you know. All right, who you got before we get off? Who you got? Houston or OKC? Man. Uh, Houston, probably, probably Houston. I don't want to go against CP3, though. Houston chokes every time. <laughs> hey, man, Westbrook had a bad game last game, so he might he might have a better game this, this game. <laughs> I want uh, OKC to win. Whoever's easier for my Lakers, uh, Steve. Oh, all right, it's time oh, to get off. Time me. to get off. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Hey, thank Thanks you. for being on, man. Take care. See you guys. All right, guys. All right.